Recorded live. Like wasted first-round picks on Fecta's team, so go the days of our sins. Welcome, everyone, to Days of Our Sims, Episode 2, The Outreach. Me, Drews, is joined by uh, the magician himself. Hey, And uh, we've got Eric here as well. Hello, thanks for having me. Anytime. Is there anyone so, else on the call? Let's show some more people. Does anybody want to talk now that we're recording? I think uh, it says... Someone that signed in as Billy King GM is on the call. Um, Wouldn't know who that is. Yeah, I don't know who that could be. Hello. Um, oh, there he is. Grace and even uh, Templeton's presence, too. Oh, yeah. All lead candidate, Stephen Templeton. <laughs> Just watching this uh, Kansas Villanova game and. Villanova's going gangbusters from the three-point line. Nice to see. Because I can't stand Kansas or Bill Self or Ankylosaurus. Wait, what? Just kidding. That escalated. Anyways, uh, so to to start the the conversation here, just going to you know talk a little bit about uh, the recent happenings in the league. Uh, we've got the uh, trade deadline coming up. Looks like there's been a little bit of action in the trade market, um, as well as, uh, you know, a double sim that we had, I believe it was yesterday. Maybe it was two days ago. I don't I don't remember. And uh, also would like to dedicate the podcast to uh, Odin's fallen relative. Uh, I believe it was his grandmother. I can it was his grandfather. Grandfather. Grandfather, my mistake. Uh, but this one goes out to you, Mr. Odin's grandfather. Anyways, uh, so we had the double sim. Uh, things happened. There was uh, a pretty decently significant injury to the Globetrotters. Saw Dolph Shea go out for 46 games, which is, uh, I think, gonna it's going to hurt them, but I don't think it's going to really affect their season uh, as far as the playoffs are concerned. Um, anybody else have any thoughts on the, the Dolph Shays injury? I think the East really sucks and doesn't really matter for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, think mean that, uh, I tend to agree with that. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely, he's without question, the best player on that team, but I think he should be fine. I don't really think there's any other. He'll probably finish lower in the standings, obviously, but I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, you've got the 500 Pacers who are below Ward's team and the Celtics who are five games below 500, and everybody else is pretty much dog shit. So I don't really think it's going to be that big of a deal, and he might even luck himself into a eight-seed lottery pick. So... We'll see, but uh, no harm, no foul, I think, on that one. Uh, as far as trade activity goes, I know um, Taco is, is tearing down the Warriors after uh, Luca is not in 4.0 form, that's for sure. Uh, so he's made a couple deals. Um, any thoughts yeah, Luca, on the Warriors tear down? After looking at Luca. And all the stats I put up, below average is basically everything. He is not a very good player. He's kind of young, so, like, he's still good. Like, if I was Taco, I wouldn't trade him, just because he'll probably have a very difficult time acquiring a player as good as him, like, through the draft, because of the way the lottery is structured. But he's not very good. Yeah, it's like on one hand, uh, you know, you don't want to be locked into that $12.5 million salary if 
Luca ends up truly being awful. But at the same time, um, you know, he's young enough to where he can still turn it around and uh, be worth it. So, and it's only a three-year deal. Has he invested much into him or no? I don't think so, but I I could be wrong. I don't really pay attention to who puts points into who, though, to be honest with you. So, he very well could have. I'm not sure. He's got 25 left. Oh, so he does have four. Yep. Yeah, I, mean, I, so, still, I, I, I still like... Yeah, like I would definitely trade for Luca right now if he was like available for a reasonable price. Like I think he like still has... like It's not like he's R.J. Barrett or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still so bad. Oh, God. Yeah, but, I mean, you, can, you can add some points to that jump shot. You can put some points on the inside. Maybe a couple into handling to get those turnovers down. He, I mean, there's still a lot of time left for Luca to turn it around for sure. I mean, he's I mean, he's got a couple decent pieces on the on the squad. Quentin Nelson could be a halfway decent player. I don't know. He also picked up a couple first round picks for free, courtesy of the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. So, uh, so all is not yeah. lost in Golden State. It just might be a, a little bit of a road to get there. It's said it's impossible to really know at this point just with, you know, how the lottery's going to go, how the how the prospects are going to shake out. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean and plus with, uh, with an Odin draft, you never know. Um, you know, you could get the best player in the draft at pick 22 or something, you know. So right. You never know. You never do know. Thoughts on how the uh, the Knicks are doing this season, Eric? Game and a half back of the Hawks. Watch out. Everybody said the Atlantic was going to have the worst division leader. <laughs> oh, boy. That's funny. Uh, yeah, the uh, the Atlantic isn't, isn't as bad as the Central. That's for sure. But uh, the East, just as a whole, is is full of just such weak DMs uh, that it's no surprise it's very top heavy and then kind of falls off a cliff after the first couple teams. Playing in the playing in the G League. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's funny how every division Pete goes to, whether it was the 4.0 Central or when he went to the 4.0 Atlantic, and now he's in the Midwest, that he's clearly the best GM. And then the rest of the teams are just kind of garbage. Well, with that being said, I've never been in the same division as Pete. So he's never really gotten uh, a lot of competition. God damn it, I should uh, be fucking brain winner. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, for all the hype the Midwest was getting it in, like, the Central, like, they kind of sucked. Yeah, we got what we got the Rockets, um the Spurs are old but good. Timberwolves not bad. I think there's really just I mean, it looks like seven very strong teams in the West and then pretty much everybody else. Um I mean, the Mavs are clinging to the 8th seed by a couple of games over the defunct Fectas squad. Buster's in there. Buster's actually in the playoff hunt, despite trading a lot of his draft picks. And then you got the Portland Trailblazers. Not sure what's going on in the Pacific Northwest with that team. We got them right where we want them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, yes, who uh, who would you guys say are are your current favorites to come out of each conference and to... uh, win in the finals. Knicks all the way. Knicks Rockets were reestablishing the Knicks Raptors rivalry, except in the finals instead of the conference finals this time. Slash first round. Interesting. So we've got a, a Knicks versus Rockets. And who who do you got winning that, Eric? That would be the Knicks. I kinda of figured, but I had to ask. Small town I work that... ethic over the big city flashing rather battle. <laughs> I definitely think that uh, 
the possibility of that is interesting because this goes back to what we talked about in our our initial pod. But if the Rockets and the Knicks and do end up playing, that'll be two very different teams, very like based on the way they're set up and and where their best players are at. So it could be a nice first finals to kind of get an idea of what ultimately matters. Very true. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see how my team does in the uh, playoffs, given that we're primarily built around the two bigs. And we've really, I mean, honestly, in this, as far as I can remember, sure. never had a team that's had two dominant big scorers and everybody else just kind of is there. Um, I was going to say, who the, hell is your, who the hell is your point guard? Uh, Barry Obama and Yulaki's Galmasif are splitting time. I mean, they both are very efficient on offense, um, which is nice. You just don't I mean, shoot the damn ball. I guess when you got yeah. two guys getting 34 and 32, you don't really need a lot. Right. The other. Exactly. There's not a lot of uh, attempts to go around. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think one of the Clippers teams were too big. I'm looking that up now. Um, which Clippers are we talking about? Was that while I was out of the league? Could have been. Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. So we got. Wasn't he Yawn Squad, right? Wasn't Heaps' one title, didn't he? Oh, no, I guess he had Tyrant. Never mind. He had Lou. But didn't he have like a. a did he have he had on that Garland team or no? Toby. It was, but I don't know that they ever. Well, I mean, they definitely never shot over fifty percent, and I don't think that they won the championship. I was thinking the Clippers because he had Sandor, but he was playing that shooting guard, so it doesn't. Oh really yeah, yeah, yeah. Work. God damn, playing shooting guard is ridiculous. Yeah, what kind of? Freak show would play Sander Clegane at shooting guard. I'm definitely not doing that right now. Isn't he like 6'10"? He's 6'8", just under the cutoff to play shooting guard. It's just make, hearing that name just makes me miss Game of Thrones. Maybe we've got Westworld this year. I know how much you yeah. love Westworld. No thanks. I'm I'm all set on that. Eric, do you plan on putting any points in San, or uh, excuse me, Jesse's uh, handling? Not sure yet. Uh, he's still he's he's kind of a Russell Westbrook, where he's bringing a lot to the table and he's taking a lot right back off. So I'm <laughs> going to give it a couple seasons and see if he does the classic Epstein resign and then see what happens. I mean, I'm probably going to do Stan Haynes, who's going to get some points next season. That's my feeling because he's my other big pillar. Yeah, he's uh, he's solid, very solid. So, can you accept a re-sign of a player if you're over the cap? Since we don't have birds on anybody. Yes. Oh, okay. for sure. Because I, you I thought go... you like, couldn't sign a player if you're over the cap, and like birds is what made it so you were able to do that. No. Well, bird rights are completely different from how they are in real life then. Yes. Well, yeah, the way way that our re-signings work are completely different than real life, too, because there's no, like, cap holds on a re-sign and all that. Yeah, I didn't realize we were allowed to, like, accept re-signs from players if we were over the cap. That's really cool. So, like, if a guy's making $5 this year and he offers to re-sign for a max and you accept it, you can do that, even if you're over the cap? Yes. I yes. believe so, yes. Okay. Really, you've been in the league for like a year. How are you just now getting that? Well, all the players <laughs> I had back then were either like men players or I had bird rights on them. Like I had bird years, you know, but we don't have bird years on any expiring players this year because it's just one year that was actually one of my. I think we. I think Odin changed it though. That was one of the things that I wanted changed was if you find a guy on like a, a minimum contract or an LLE, and they end up being like an extremely good player, but you can't sign them or for anything more than 120 percent or an uh, mid level exception, then you like lose them. 
I always thought, but I think didn't Odin changed it where you can extend the pretty much anything now, right? I forget the rule. I haven't looked at it. The last I saw was that you could only extend the MOE. You couldn't extend a minimum deal. Okay. Yeah, I think we can extend MLEs and LLEs at the same salary now, too. Yes. <clears throat> Jock Landale is pretty impressive as well on your team, Eric. I'm just looking at the stat lines. Yeah, he's been up and down. There have been times I've checked and he's shooting 40%, and now he's shooting 49%. So I'm, uh, the jury's still out, but I'm happy. I'm happier, obviously, when he's shooting the 49%. And he's also very good defensively, which I like. But the I keep him as a reserve because Stan has been solid at around 50% for me all year. So I don't want to oh, play yeah. around for that. I'm honestly kind of surprised that Richard Richards isn't uh, a hidden gem given Odin's affinity for dicks. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, that's pretty <laughs> much the reason I offered him. Well, moving along, uh, just a, a little bit of conversation here on who you guys think. Well, we can actually kind of combine these two topics. Um, maybe like a creation draft, redraft, if you will, of like the top 15 in your guys' opinions. And just, I mean, some of the other, you know, top guys in the league who you'd like to have on your squad and, you know, just think uh, – either came out of nowhere or you were expecting them or, you know, what have you. So we'll start with uh, the number one pick um, in creation, which was originally Ward's and then was traded to uh, to Ian's. Uh, if you guys had to do it over, would you uh, would you take Colin Sexton again or would you uh, go a different direction? Um, I'll, I'll start to tell that. I, I would say that given what, what we've seen so far, even in, in limited sample size, I mean, I definitely think that he, I don't think you're going to go wrong. I mean, he's putting up 29 a game on, you know, 50% shooting, 86% from the free throw, 38% three. You know, he doesn't get a ton of assists right now. Is, is he is he playing him at shooting guard? Uh, I feel like he is. He's been going back and forth with his point guards with him dump or NAR. So that's why neither of them have 30 plus because he's been going back and forth. But again, right. Okay. But yeah, no, I, mean, I think that once, once you get him, I think once you get him point guard eligible, even right now, I mean, that's a hell of a player and he's only what, 19 years old and you've, you've got him signed. You're going to have birds by the time he comes off. So, I mean, I, I think that's a great pick. I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really change it in my opinion. Uh, I would maybe take Dolph Shays or maybe Jesus Shuttlesworth. Uh, there are like some players that are better than them, but between their ages and their contract length, I think, or maybe Bossert, those, but Sexton is definitely a solid choice. I mean, he's, I think those top four players are based on how long their contracts are probably the best picks at the top spot. I kind of think that I would consider uh, Cameron Reddish also might be like the like better than Sexton actually, so he probably should have went number one. I think he's on a long contract too. He's like he's 19. On the Mavs, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's very efficient, really good stat line. Doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, he's going to be solid for a long time. He was yeah, a he's better than Bruce Pico and stuff like that. But he's, like, really young and I think on a really long deal. But Sexton's definitely a good pick, especially once you move him to point guard. I mean, the only thing that, I mean, he doesn't block shots like he did in 4.0, but, I mean, no one blocks shots in four or in 5.0, so you can't really blame him there. Right. Yeah, I think I think Stephen Templeton is in the conversation up at the top. One point one. Guys, that line is ridiculous. I'm happy that I took first though, because if I had taken Steph Templeton and he turned out to be kind of a dud, I would never have lived that down. But if I knew then what I knew now, I would have taken Steph Templeton certainly at my pick and even at one point one. 
34 Cameron points Reddish a game. Is the top player in plays per game. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that sold on Cameron Reddish. I mean, he's nice, but I'd rather have Steph Templeton by a lot. What about Dolph Shays? Steph Templeton. I think Dolph Shays is a little underwhelming. I mean, Given he's, he's really good. That- Oh yeah. It's just the turnovers. I look at those turnovers, three turnovers a game. I don't I don't like that. The for turnover ratio is terrible. He does get two point two bleals per game. Plus he's probably got points that he can have put in him. Yeah, I mean you can go a, a plethora of places. I mean there were a lot of a lot of good players in the league to be had. So I guess we've kind of discussed like four guys <laughs> for pick one. Um going to assume that those guys would also be in the mix for pick two. Um, <clears throat> shit, I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't really know where to go with it, with a, a redraft topic because – We've discussed so many different names, but um, yeah, there's just there's just so many people to, to try and choose from, <laughs> right? Besides uh, besides Harry G, anybody else kind of surprising you guys as far as wow, this guy is a lot better than I thought he would be, kind of thing. That would be Cameron Reddish for me. I think he's incredibly good, especially for where he was selected. His grades like looked all right, but like. Yeah, I think he's a, a top five player, considering his age. So I would say Harry Glatton is a better player than Cameron Reddish, and he was drafted in the third round. Nice job, beat. So I would say he's the guy we haven't talked about yet who could go very high. Yeah, he's definitely a top five player as well. He was just on a really short contract, but I was eyeing him. I was going to take him in the third round, but I think Pete got him before me, and I had already taken Catfish. He's on a five-year contract. He's not on a short contract. Is he just old, then? It must be that. Is he old? Yeah, he's 30. So. Yeah, I try to draft all my people in the, their mid-20s. I mean, a lot of teams got a lot of really good value in those older players, but I just don't trust my ability to restock my team when I haven't seen what these drafts are like. And, you know, I had no idea how good my team was. The worst thing it to be would have been to draft old players and be terrible. So I wanted to take the safe road. And, you know, a lot of people were overreaching for the teenagers, but then there's a lot of value in, like, the 22, the 25-year-old range when, like, they're still just as good as a teen, in my opinion, because, like, you can only count on having a guy for about five years on a contract, right? So, like, someone like Jesus Shuttlesworth, I think, is, like, in contention to be, like, top eight overall drafted because he's, like, a top eight player, and being 25 is just as good as being 19, in my opinion, when it comes to, like, planning your team. Yeah, I agree. I was very surprised with how many people um, we're trying to load up on the the younger uh, teenage players in like the first couple rounds of the draft, partially because I felt like their grade sets were almost indistinguishable from like fourth, fifth, sixth round teenagers. So I don't know how they were saying, okay, I'm going to take this dude second overall over this other random you know, like I got Kevin Knox, and I think it was like the fifth round, and his grades were very similar to half the guys that were chosen in the first round. So, it's, you know. Who was taken second overall again? I forget. <laughs> uh, R.J. Barrett, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that was by, was it Fecta, I think? Talk a little bit about uh, Gary Bossert too, the guy with the A plus outside that was uh, passed on in the draft. I forget who passed on him. I think it was. Um... Oh yeah, that's right. It was Fecta. Yeah, 
<laughs> to me, Bothell hasn't been that good. I mean, maybe I'm just uh, recalling how he was in 4.0, and that's an unfair comparison. But I don't think – I was expecting more from him. Well, uh, I mean, looking at his stats here, I don't know what the the rest of the Jazz look like, really. Um, but he's got three a game. They're all trash. Almost two and a half steals, only .7 turnovers. Uh, he's shooting 45% from the line. He probably needs um, some points put in his inside scoring. Um, 93% from the free throw line, so you know he's got super high jumper, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think there's a, a really, really good player there. It's just a matter of, you know, getting a little TLC on the uh, the inside, and then, you know, he should be fine. Plus, he's only 26, too. We, it's just, I feel like this is a good transition into talking about the GMs that claim to not have enough time. <laughs> Because I just think that's a piss poor excuse, especially for an experienced GMs. Yeah. Anybody disagree on that? Or? No, I mean, honestly, how much time could it really take to do this? There's not like a ton of trade activity. You set your depth chart and you look at how your team's doing. Odin just posted some 11. Ooh. Hey, now. Me refresh. It doesn't look like the links are updated though, but I posted the thread. I uh, refreshed the standings page and that one. Gotta force it. Is it standings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the standings are up. You just gotta force refresh it. Well, the Knicks are worse now, so I'm gonna demand a recent. <laughs> Regarding SPL, the just thing I would keep in mind is. Uh, I don't think it's as much a time issue as it's a uh, – there's only so much gas in the tank. And he's got a newish job, and he's got kids. And apparently, according to what Herb said, there was some unpleasantness there at the end of 4.0. So I think that when you have real-life commitments and then you have a sour taste in your mouth, that it's harder to care more than the time thing. So I would focus on that. Yeah, but I definitely think with with Odin more than probably should, or not Odin, I'm sorry, with, with SPL, but it's definitely, I think there's some still some ill will, some bad feelings towards the, the way that 4.0 kind of ended, and that's not really gotten him into 5.0 very much. Yeah. Well, I do. okay, like, what is the the ill will, though? Like, his team was really good, yes, but they also got knocked out by an eight seed in the playoffs. It's not like, you know, he had multiple championships in a row and the, the league just stopped. You know, like, I don't know. I guess I don't get it. I mean, my team was really good at the end. I'm not sitting here, like, pissing and moaning about the league ending. My team, too. My team was really good, too. And you also have to keep in mind SPL's favorite thing to do is piss and moan. <laughs> it's literally his favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, mean, I just, I, I guess I was kind of surprised too at um, Heap saying that, you know, he was one of the more difficult guys to deal with. Yeah, I was, I, was I was surprised by that, definitely, too. Because, I mean, you got to think with Billy in the league and Magic, like, being in that company is the most difficult to deal with. It's got to be pretty difficult, you know, to be on that level. So, I don't know. Hopefully he comes back and, you know, is active again. Um, that being said, well, who else, I mean, who else are we saying has, has the, like, not enough time excuse. I don't know about not enough time, but I did want to give a shout-out real quick to Trojan. Odin says he might be re-simming. Oh, good. Because uh, uh, he didn't start dump again. <laughs> anyway, 
uh, Trophy, I felt during the draft, was kind of not super invested. But his guy, DeAndre Payton, has now two rookie of the month and has been looking pretty sharp statistically. And obviously, as a rookie, it's very young. So I don't know what the rest of the Trophy team looks like. I'm guessing bad. But good job on that first pick, Trophy. I thought it was a real reach at uh, 1.08, this guy who especially compared to, I don't know, the guy who went immediately after him, first to Pico, who had much better grades across the board. But he turned out pretty good. Yeah, I was just looking at him, actually. I I hadn't really paid much attention to the Bucks, but I'm uh, surprised by the stat line that, that Aiden's putting up. It's a nice little set of numbers. Let me ask you this, just kind of off topic and something that I've always kind of wanted to uh, to ask you, Eric. Um, are numbers kind of like, like your thing? Are you like Matt Damon in, uh, God, what the hell is that movie called? Goodwill Hunting, where if you, you know, you see an equation on a board, you just kind of have to go up and finish it just because that's who you are? Or... So I don't... First of all, I'm not that smart. Second of all, I'm not that uh, compulsive about it. But I would say I am obsessive about it. For example, right now, literally right now, I have a spreadsheet open about a video game I play, a mobile game, not even a real video game, a mobile game. And I have recorded, let's see, FWT, 3,000, 3,000 different trials of this completely meaningless, not interesting. Nobody's ever going to care about it. 3,000 of these trials just because I'm curious and I want to know how this particular mechanic in the game works. And it's not anything I can optimize. Like knowing how it works won't help me in the game. It won't help anyone in the game. It won't help anyone ever, anywhere. But I'm curious about it, so I've recorded these 3,000 trials. And I'm I'm barely getting started with it. This is something I'm going to keep doing as long as I'm playing the game. So in that sense, I would say very strongly, yes, numbers are my thing. That's wild. What game is it? It's called Fantasy <laughs> War Tactics. Interesting. I, uh, I've i gotten pretty upset. Well, got, I mean gotten as in like the last two years almost. Um, I've gotten pretty obsessed with this game Clash Royale on my phone when I'm at work and taking a shit and stuff, I'll play it. And I've invested way too much time in it, and uh, I enjoy it quite a bit. My wife hates me for it. <laughs> if that's your never biggest point I... of friction, I think you're in good shape. <laughs> I just never thought that I would get so into a mobile game. But uh, it's very fun and also very frustrating. Thank God I've never broken my phone as a result of it. So wow. So one of the games during the sim, I played the Grizzlies, and George went fifty-two, twenty, and ten on me, and I lost by a lot. Jesus, George Mikan. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, Mikan's a beast. One of the ten greatest of all time. Is that the yeah one forty-four ninety-six game? I'm assuming. God damn, Did he update yet or no? Oh, my team is just not good. Holy cow. Yeah, Templeton crazy. and Mike and combined for 87 points. Is that good? I feel like that's good. Yes. <laughs> that, that equals the uh, number of points that Jay Sweet uh, Herbs had against me in Game 7 of the Finals. Uh, <laughs> Oh, he wasn't a cheat code player or anything, though. It's fine. The crazy thing is that Mike can play 42 minutes with five fouls. That's hard to do. Yes, it is. Speaking of number of fouls, just kind of uh, current events, I wish they would raise the number of fouls in NCAA play to six. It, like, drives me nuts that half these games come down to, like, foul trouble at the end of the game and the best players having to sit. I just want to see the best players play each other. 
in the last I mean, five minutes of the game. Call stupid fucking fouls that are rigged in the favor of like bigger market teams all the time. Who is that? I mean, against West Virginia? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> West Virginia played a game against Kansas this year where West Virginia took two free throw shots and Kansas took like 38 or something like that. That's wild. Yeah, like it's like fucking stupid. You always got to wonder in games like that, like what is really going on here? I'm a I'm a conspiracy theorist myself, but I've always thought that there's some amount of rigging going on in sports. Definitely. I can't prove that with anything, but... I mean, you can prove it because it means more money for them, therefore it's happening. Right. On the other hand, there are I just think there's, referees there's... in college, like a thousand referees, and all of these guys are somehow under the sum of this conspiracy, and none of them anywhere ever has ever flipped and spilled the beans and said, yes, I rigged this game and turned, uh, what's his name, Tim Donahue on it. And there's that's never been a whisper of it. That's what I was going to say. Is I just think it's, I think the league, like the sports leagues have way too much to lose to like ever have a disgruntled employee turn around and be like, yeah, you know, the commissioner called the, the head of officiating was like, hey, we need to make sure that, you know, LA doesn't lose this game tonight. Like that's, that would blow I mean, the entire league up. Well, it's like a political party, killed. you know, that stuff is never explicit, you know, but like the people that get promoted are like the company people that like make sure that the company makes money, you know, the people that get to the point where they're wrestling in CAA tournament games and like they're like a big 12 rest and stuff, they're going to do what's good for the big 12 conference, you know, and if they don't, they're not going to be there. Like, it's not, like, something that's said. It's just something that Right, happens. it doesn't have to be, like, explicitly like, said, hey, X team needs to win. It's just that it could be even Tim Pig's favorite um, unconscious bias that, <laughs> you know, lends a hand to, to what's going on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, like uh, Bill Simmons always harped on that, 1985 NBA lottery with the the folded envelope or whatever. I mean, it's been years since I watched that video of David Stern pulling the Knicks envelope out of that thing, but it seemed pretty obvious that that was set up. It's like LeBron or the Cavs getting LeBron. Saying that right. that that I feel like the draft very possibly could have been. Or there's a possibility the draft is one of the things that can be rigged just because it's back behind closed doors. Right. And I mean, if they're willing to rig that, like, it's not going to be just that. It's not going to stop there, in my opinion. Holy shit. Did this game go to overtime? It did. <laughs> Grizzlies at Mavericks, 191 to 183. Holy cat. <laughs> Mike and hit 66 and 21 that game. Uh, 76. Day 76. Yeah, that's more than one overtime. Yeah. Are you going to have the cap to sign those guys, both those guys? Which guys? Mike and uh, Templeton? Uh, Mike and a two-year deal. Uh, Templeton's a three-year, so I'll have birds on Templeton. And Mike and I've cleared off pretty much almost all my salary for the year three aside from like 23 million so I can offer him max where's the 190 game day it's on day 76 oh there it is Jesus yeah my team scored 60 points in overtime like how Spooky Skeleton played 39 minutes and scored five points. <laughs> My team scored as many points in overtime as R.J. Barrett scored in his entire career. Got him. <laughs> oh. That's actually false, but, you know. It looks like fun to four say. overtime. If I calculated that right, it's quadruple overtime. Like that Syracuse game in the Big East. Uh, 
tournament a couple years ago against UConn. Imagine if Cameron Reddish hadn't fouled out with 22 minutes in this game. <laughs> Stupid refs making sure the Grizzlies win. You know, the big <laughs> big stars, Templeton. The, <laughs> the big city of the Coos <laughs> needs a representative in the top of the Western Conference. So many fans. The Canadian fans. <laughs> I was actually shocked when... Uh, <laughs> my wife and I went to Toronto. Um, the prices of Raptors tickets on the secondary market is absolutely obscene. Granted, they were playing the Warriors the night that we were there, but um, just to get in the door from a scalper, they wanted three hundred bucks. <laughs> and this is like top of you know top of the damn stadium. And they said lower levels were going for like eight hundred. I think it's, I mean, there's, it's also such a massively huge city that, like, you know, there's there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of demand for not a, for a short supply. I guess, but, I mean, I, I doubt that, like, Houston Rockets tickets are going for that much money. And I think yeah, Houston's, Houston's probably got a larger population than Toronto. No, dude, Toronto's massive. I'm going to look this up right now. I am too. Toronto population, 2.7 million. Greater Toronto area has 5.9. There you go. Okay, so let's look at Houston. Houston has 2.3. Basically half. Greater Houston has 6.5. I don't believe it. Seems made up. Okay, well, uh, that's fact based on the U.S. Census. Uh, so that's ran by the government, and that's that's fake news. I worked for the Census Bureau. You remember that? Oh yeah, you're also working for the Republic. Nice shift, crap. So easy. Anyways. I guess this is just like a hodgepodge podcast, eh? Not about the Thunder Bowden's going to call in. He keeps asking for the link for the podcast. I keep giving it to him. We still got our big Ian reveal at the in. end. Yeah, we do. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, how do we want to do that? How do we want to release that? Out. Let's just do it right now. You have them saved, right? Uh, yeah, hang on. It's He's not going to be as good for anybody who listens after the fact because they're going to see it. But just, um, we'll just post them in the thread. Hello. Let let's let's give a little background on what we have here. Hey, Odin. Hello. So, um, who is that? That's Odin. 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 Good deal. Well, um, should we save the reveal then till the very end? Yeah, let me because I gotta I gotta put the watermark on them to make sure that nobody's gonna copyright infringe them. So give me okay. a second. Cool. <laughs> so I'm assuming Odin hasn't been listening. I have not. To, okay. So I, I, I think I uh, nothing. We, we had a little discussion earlier about uh, you know a kind of creation redraft, if you will, um, just kind of tossing some names out there. Um, just from, you know, a commissioner standpoint, who were you, who are a couple, you know, handful of the guys that you were just sitting there watching fall in the draft saying to yourself, oh my God, I can't believe this guy is still there. Uh, well, let's see. John Pierce was the biggest one, how far he fell, uh, that that really stood out to me. Jake Shuttlesworth, uh, also, but I, I kind of get that, and I kind of get Pierce too because he was a one-year deal. Uh, <clears throat> Brain Winter as well, um, and, and got guy that didn't even get drafted. Uh, guy Beam, you know, uh, that that was pretty ridiculous. But no one 
really had any reason to uh, draft him unless you were to uh, Google who my avatar was. Wait, uh, Gab Gabim? Yeah, he he is in the uh, G League right now. Oh, what what team in the G League? Uh, the Blazers. I mean, just look in the league. Not, not the Blazers. The whoever the fuck Duck is. He's like uh, number one in every category. Hey, Odin, are you doing a resend? Uh, yeah, it's uploading now. It's. It, I, I can't remember what I've uploaded so far. I, I don't know. I think everything except players should be up. Yeah, this guy's putting up crazy stats in the G League. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the real name of the dude in my avatar. Um, <laughs> similar to uh, Tyler Blevins, really. Um, except he seems to be more productive right now. I don't know what's going on with Levis. He's just not shooting. It's irritating me. I'm yeah, sure that's why I put in the, the points into his inside. Um, hopefully, that will help him out. I mean, his inside is, it's not low though. It, it's not. It's, I don't know, maybe his jumping is too low? I'm, that That can't really be it. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to experiment trying to toss some points into him and I think too that there's just such a high volume of shots that are being taken by uh Mike and Templeton that it's hard for anybody else to shoot on the but, team. Let me uh pull up the draft real quick. I I can answer that question better. I was Villanova's in the middle of like sale when I uh called I think Villanova's going to win, huh? Yeah. <laughs> knowing oh, Villanova's going to win, kind of. Martin, knowing that Nick Ward sucks. <laughs> I was very confused uh, by DJ Roney falling to the end of the fifth round. I thought for sure Ian would draft him in the second. Um, yeah, so that was rough. Um, various Bama players. There were Bama players that weren't even drafted. I'm not sure if they're worth a damn, but better than whatever a uh, Benny Boat Ride is, I, I'm sure. <laughs> is John Omar as bad as he looks? Is Omar as bad as he looks? No, it's John Elmore. Oh, John Elmore. I don't know, Didn't man. You Why do you got to ask me questions like this? <laughs> if you've already put 25 points in him, then yeah. His, yeah, when he uh, assume that his, he is. His inside scoring is not yet at the cap. I'll, I'll tell you that much. And all of his other scoring grades are crazy average. <laughs> so, I mean, he... I'd amnesty him, but, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, already was, I was already planning to, because that's 10 mil a year for four years that I don't want to deal with, and he sucks. So. Yeah, that's okay. Dude, I traded two first-round picks for a guy I got an amnesty magic. It's all right. <laughs> imagine, imagine the conversations that go on in the, the Hornets front offices considering you only have one amnesty and six to seven players <laughs> only one amnesty. chaos look so many of his players could be in the g league right now it's it's frustrating it's it's frustrating for me to look at his roster <laughs> <laughs> How's that for encouragement? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if you're fact and you're listening to this, like, do you even want to still GM after the podcast is over? That would kind of be rough. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty mean. So, 
feel like if there's one pick you're going to screw up, it's probably not the worst thing to be in a creation draft, I suppose. There's a silver lining. I think team, I think like people like Becca and Taco, I think they're going to be bad for a really long time and they're going to start pounding for like a weighted draft and like other people are going to join them too. Like whoever ends up with the Cavs, maybe they'll get lucky in free agency, I guess. Well, honestly, there's only four teams that are not in great shape and the Hornets could be worse. It could look like that Warriors roster. It it it's not that bad. Yeah, but uh, I mean, those, they those four teams are four people, and like those four GMs are going to check out, and that's how like as you know what I mean. Like yeah, I don't know. They're going to and, and even like, even the Nuggets like roster you know? has like, what fucking do. <laughs> you know. I didn't catch any of that, to be completely honest. It was just a jumble of Odin and Billy talking. Yeah, Sorry. that sounds right. I didn't uh, care. <laughs> the, the Cavs have decent players, too. They've just been benched all year. I recently actually set a real DC for them. Um, so, just, just saying, I, I did do that. Sean really gone? Uh... I mean, he volunteered to step down if someone was on the waiting list. By the way, the Nuggets are available as well. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Oh, your now. cousin quit? Yeah. He didn't like oh, your that... Oh, lame. He didn't like that, uh... He Did didn't like that... He didn't like that the uh, creation draft didn't include real players. And I was like, well, we did that so that we can extend the lifespan of the league. It was half real players. There, there was probably like, what, 100 dudes that weren't real? That's probably more than that, no? He didn't like that Land, Landry Schmidt sucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, George Cock and all those dudes, they're real guys. Just like from the 50s or whatever. What <clears> back in put, the Viking days. What do I have to put at the end of an Imgur link that, to get it to work on the board? Dot .png Thank you, Eric. You're welcome. It's and not I'm working. Not, I gotta get out. You gotta do the image tag too. And I got a early morning tomorrow, so I'm gonna head out. Thanks for having me on, and good luck. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Thanks for uh, spending time with us, Eric. Why is this not working? This fucking drives me nuts. Are you trying to post the the unveiling? Yeah. Okay, so let's give a little context, I guess. Um, so we here at Days of Our Sims have acquired some exclusive content of uh, one of our general managers personal quarters, as well as that of his girlfriend. I'm going to let people guess based on the photograph and a recent topic that we've had on the board whose room it is. But I can say that I think it's pretty clear once you see the photo whose room it is and then whose girlfriend it, it could possibly be. Would you agree with that, Magic? I think that's fair. I mean, I think we've it's obviously come to the attention of the league that we've, we've got a, a bigoted right-wing racist amongst our ranks. So I think this is going to pretty plainly state that out. Well, uh, you've kind of given it away, but, you know, whatever. Um, so have you posted the, the content? I'm fucking trying. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Well... Dot, dot PNG, is that how? Let's see if it works. Man, it did not work. What the fuck? Anybody know why this doesn't work? Um, so I copy, 
So I created the, the I created the post on Imgur or whatever. I did the yeah. I copied the link. Don't don't copy the link. You have to go to like the image specifically. Right, like, yeah, right click on the image and then go to copy image address. All right, and then go to the post and then click the little photo and then copy, hit control V and then post it. Ah. All right, photo one of the GM's bedroom has been posted. We've got people just furiously refreshing in the thread. <laughs> By people, I mean probably two. And the girlfriend's bedroom has now been posted. Quite embarrassing, I must say. I I tend to agree. I mean, I can't imagine being exposed like this in public. Who is it? Can you imagine living like that? Um, oh, no. God, no. I don't understand. I don't understand whose bedroom this is. Um, pay close attention to the wall graphic. And then maybe I would point your attention towards the political compass thread. <laughs> That's <laughs> even big. I'm sorry? Oh, my gosh. What was that? You know, I, I wasn't as far right as I thought I was going to be. So that's interesting. I feel like I have enough extreme ideas on each side that it kind of balances out in a weird way. Yeah, see, I, I predicted that you would not be on the right side. Just given uh, your thoughts on a couple of different social issues. Or Yeah. Non-issues, sure. if you will. For sure. Things no. that should be non-issues, rather. <clears throat> so yeah, we've uh, we've made our big reveal. I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, you can see the filth that person number two lives in. Completely embarrassing. Uh, caged up dog in the room. Like, come on. You know, it's just get a hold of yourself. I, I think the most important part of this was that these pictures were taken on a day when it was known that there was going to be a picture or a person coming to take pictures. So not only is are these bedrooms disgustingly gross, but uh, the person and or persons were aware that they were going to be photographed. And this is right. the, oh, yeah. the lack of care that they have to actually make their make their place presentable is just it's just despicable if you ask me. It's just I mean I guess it's just, just how people live. Uh, you know, in that city, they have for years back to the Nirvana days. I mean, it's people just that don't like to shower. A bunch of fucking hipsters. And I mean, look at the bedroom number two. Like, what's going on with this color scheme? Obviously, we've got a Grizzlies fan due to the you know the teal wall. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I mean, Rachel really out. wants to be with you. I mean, person number two wants to really be with you. Obviously, I mean, undeniably, you know, who doesn't? Especially when you're dealing with person number one. Looks like there's a snake. So what do you call that? Tank? Habitat? Cage? Snake in, I don't know. Snake in, snake in your boot? No, it's this glass deal in, on the... Looks like... Oh, is that a... I didn't notice this before, but is that like a, a rubber dildo hanging out of the second drawer on the dresser? Who knows? Hard to say. Certainly got a huge. What was that noise? I don't know. Anyways, um, I mean, I think this might be a good spot to to just kind of you know let the people have their thoughts on you know on another member of our league and, and how he lives and what his lifestyle really is, and <laughs> you know we can maybe get commentary on it and then touch on that in episode three. I think that's a great idea. Great. Well, I'd like to thank, uh, you know, Eric, Billy, and Odin.
for uh, for calling in. We we certainly appreciate it. Um, honestly, I don't know that the pod really had a a general direction that we went on today, but I think you know we just kind of went with it, and uh, I like where we're headed with uh, with days of our Sims. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming on. And uh, without further, ado, I, you know, I already closed the YouTube link for the theme song, so we're just not going to have the ending theme tonight. We're going to watch Villanova beat the shit out of Kansas for the rest of the evening, and uh, I'm going to go to bed. So you guys have a great Easter tomorrow. Um, whether you have find any significance in it or not, hopefully you can have some good food with your families and uh, enjoy the day. Well said. All right. Well, peace out, Rose.